Completing Green Nation Statement! Who wins? The segment includes the gang face, Corporal, and the return of Ripport Crown. It's Starman! It's Tuesday, May 19th, and we're open. I don't know what's open. Open. Yeah. Air quotes, we're open. Listen, I'm a little bit nervous about the open. I feel like we're doing it a little bit premature. Not okay. the ejaculation in the country, but um, you can't. I can't be the only one that's not worried about the numbers. Right? Okay, okay. So, worried? Yes. But I think at one point, you got to test the virus. I understand that. And listen. I, not to get political, I think the economy needs to reopen. I don't think this is a good thing for everyone to need to be closed. I also desperately need a haircut. Listen, good news today. Uh, Moderna is what we're going with, I think. It's called the, uh, it's, uh, the vaccine that's kind of in process right now. Hope people got some antibodies for it. So, I mean, we're looking pretty positive and whatnot. Uh, but I agree. Economy's got to open. You saw those people in, in Jersey with the gym and whatnot. Um, I, I kind of think you county, just, baby. yeah, I think you just, you know, I think at this point, it's free will. And Listen, and I know, I'm sorry to cut you off. I know <laughs> I'm going to mention him again for the second time in two weeks. Jay Fortnoy made a really, really good point. I it's know. like at a certain point, you got to let people take risk. You do. And I think, I think we've gotten to this point. And so it's not meant to be contained. It's very true. Got to let the cage bird sing. Virus is like Deion Sanders, right? Lockdown corner, you're not getting a lot of bio, but you got to test them. You got to throw the fade, you got to throw the go route, you got to test them one on one in coverage, or you're going to lose. You can't eliminate half the side of the field, or else, you know, it's not going to get done. But the problem is the pictures. <laughs> the pictures are the problem. Did you see the pictures of the New Jersey Shore this weekend? They were tough. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, and then, like, the mayor today basically saying, hey, Pennsylvania, please don't go to the shore. What a pussy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you got a better chance of seeing God than people not going yeah. to the shore. Listen, buddy, like, first first the soda tax, now you're telling people not to go to the Jersey Shore? Like, Ooh. how do you plan on being reelected? Howard Eskin should run for He already was reelected. That's how he plans on being reelected. Uh, okay, well, that's well, One day, what? Well, that's on me for not mayor, knowing no. about Jim yes, Kenny. What? One day, Did you say Mayor Nutter? No, he said well, Kenny. He I, said that you didn't, didn't know, know who Mayor, I have a picture with Mayor Nutter, though, with my history teacher. I'm in pajamas. <laughs> Not surprised. I'll, I'll send it to you guys. It's a good pick. Um, about for BJ. One day, we'll get into the soda tax. The soda tax is one of the most soda hilarious. Tax. Parks and Rec, too. Parks and Rec talks about the soda tax. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I think you need, to, you need to test the waters. You need to open things up. Listen, if if... The cases rise, and you know, unfortunately, we were wrong. Then we were wrong. Dust your sh- dust yourself off, clean your hands up. We'll uh, we'll go back to shelter in place, and summer's ruined. No, 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 no. Here's the reason why I'm against the reopen. Please don't cost me football season. I was okay with sheltering in place all summer. I need football. If I don't have football, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Well, we're good. I mean, everybody's people are already backtracking. Uh, New York's got like the most. Cases in the world, and Cuomo was like, "Yo, open up for sports. Sports rules, okay?" All right, fine. 
I feel like if I have football and Carson Wentz is throwing touchdown passes on Sunday, I'm going to be okay. Um, let's get into the last dance, winners and losers. Um, finally, not finally, but it's done. But I know you guys, you guys didn't like the, you guys didn't like these last couple episodes. Or Paige, you like seven and eight, but no, Gary, you've I, been. I liked every episode, and it's easily the best doc that I've ever watched. I just thought that as someone who loves basketball, I knew how it was going to end. You know how nine well, and ten go. You know the three <laughs> game. You know the shot. You know. Well, yeah, it, 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 it ends up. You know everything about that. Spoiler okay. alert! It happened back in '98. If you didn't know this, the uh, the Looney Tunes weren't real, by the way. Space Jam was a, a made-up movie. All right. So everything that happened <laughs> is already basketball history. All right. Already basketball history. And it couldn't have been. I do like. I was called the last dance, and really, it was the least amount you saw was the 1998 season, actually. And they bounced back and forth the entire time. That to me was awesome. My favorite two were seven and eight, but I just I just thought nine and ten. I knew how it was gonna end. I knew that Storm was gonna hit the shot over Byron Russell, push off or not. It was probably a push off. Anybody with a YouTube account knew how it was gonna end. Not push. Everyone in the doc was like, "No, there's no way that's a push off." Like it's not a push off. Are you kidding me? He had his hand on. He was going backwards. He was going backwards. Yeah, I think he over. I think he overcompensated, but I don't want to go on this tangent. So, um, what? Michael Jordan has the greatest friends and colleagues ever. Um, first, the food poison game, which we don't believe is true. Second, the gambling they all agreed upon. Third, the push-off. No one thought it was a push-off. Even Bob Costas said it wasn't a push-off. Of course, Bob Costas didn't oh, think sure. He got pink eye at the Olympics. That's fair. He did have pink eye. I mean... Gary, you you wrote the blog. Let's let's hear a little bit of of, of your thoughts on the uh, food poisoning yeah, flu game. The the flu game, the food poisoning game, like it's bullshit. So, like here's like I have no problem with like I said in the blog, if he was hungover and had that performance. I'm 28 and not a high level athlete. How old was he in '98? Like 33. 36. He was 36 years old in '98. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm 28 and have crippling day-long hangovers. If he was hungover, that's the most impressive thing I've ever seen somebody do. Like, I don't care what you say. As, as you get older, alcohol affects you a different way. He was hungover, and he just had a rough day. Own it, man. At this point, just fucking own it. You already won the game. And, and here's my biggest issue. One pizza place is open in a major metropolitan city. There's not a fucking Burger King or McDonald's that he can't send a runner to to grab him a Big Mac or a Whopper. Come on. That's a, that was the most rehearsed thing I've ever heard. He was hungover. He didn't have food poisoning. He was hungover. It's not a big deal. He's he, hungover. He, if he never had Space Jam, I would say Mike Michael Jordan was the greatest actor alive. Um, now that he did have Space Jam, we already know that. Because if he, if he was... Just hung over. That's like the greatest act job I've ever seen in my life. No one can be that. Like the clip that I put in my blog when he goes, "I ate the pizza." It's like, dude, this is awful. Like I know there wasn't a pizza delivery. Also, five guys deliver a pizza. What the guy go? Yeah, I'm ordering a pizza to Michael Jordan's hotel room. And who's been? Jordan was there. Who's who's been? Michael Jordan. Exactly. So why do they think Michael's there? Just because it's. Even if they knew it was the Bulls Hotel, why would they think it's Michael Jordan? Maybe they thought it was one of the players. Could have been any of the players. It doesn't matter. Five guys. 
also, whoever the owner of that particular pizza shop is, I want to look at your numbers because you're cooking your numbers. Sending five guys on a delivery, <laughs> it's not worth it. Um, if you, I delivered pizza. There's no money in that game. If you get five guys around a pizza, and this is this is the guys that are like Jordan's handlers and stuff, there's no yeah, chance I, that not one of them ate that pizza. Yeah, thank you. I put that in there. Only Michael Jordan ate the pizza. Yeah. Only Michael Jordan ate a pizza. If I put, if you could have had Thanksgiving dinner, came over to my house for the eight o'clock game, and I had a pizza sitting here, you would have one place of pizza. Mm-hmm. I know that's true. Both of you would. Yeah. You don't think Michael Jordan could body an entire pizza? No, I don't think. No, I, I, I absolutely, absolutely, body. yeah. There's five other guys in the room, PJ. Someone's having a slice of pizza. You think Michael Jordan didn't let people eat? He didn't let Horace Grant eat, so maybe he didn't let he them didn't eat. Horace Grant eat? Oh, I mean, Horace Grant couldn't eat because he had a bad game. They aren't. They they didn't think. Well, they lost the game. Maybe they had a bad security right? detail that yeah, night. That no, but as a White House best friend, so it's like, yeah, I mean, he's gonna be able to eat. Maybe they let the Utah, one of the Utah Jazz fans get up to him like uh, Russell Westbrook in the playoffs a couple years back. I just there's there's just no way the flu was more believable. Yeah. Than this. Yeah, the flu was definitely way more believable, and then and it was so rehearsed. They spent two minutes in a ten part documentary talking about him having food poisoning. So they ordered pizza from a Salt Lake City pizzeria. Also, I, I I can't harp on this enough. How the fuck? There's a McDonald's on every corner. If there's a McDonald's in Salt Lake City, open past nine p.m. There is. Send a guy and go get him a fucking Big Mac. He has an endorsement. It's five free. Great commercial. Yeah, you gotta think. Twenty-two years ago, it, it was probably twenty-four hour establishment. It doesn't. Yeah, it, it's nine p.m. Kyle. But Mormons, they're different up there. It over there, it doesn't matter. Nine is McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't listen to God. Could have been I'm just saying though, Utah. Utah is is. Why is seven p.m. Midwestern time? Yeah, what are you talking about? Still, like, what are you talking about? I don't know. It's seven two hour difference. Mid- if it was 7 p.m. Midwestern time, that would be 5 p.m. Yeah, do you not do you not think that Jordan Jordan only uses East, East, Eastern Standard Time? He goes to L.A. and he's not. Um, mm. No, I mean, well. Pacific time. I don't know if it was Mountain or Pacific, but it would have been an hour or two hour difference earlier. Whenever you whenever you hear interviews with athletes, though, like the Utah Jazz um, is like the worst night experience. So, like. Oh, well. I wouldn't be surprised. I thought it was very interesting that Jordan's kids were like, yeah, we weren't allowed to go to Utah because it was too loud. They were probably like, hey, have a bad game, friend. No, they're notoriously like racist. Oh, okay. Jazz fans are like notoriously the worst. Still to this day? Mitt Romney is shouting racial epithets from the, whoa, whoa, from the whoa, front whoa, row. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't disparage Mitt. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, though, it's... It's gotten a little. The Utah Jazz fans are, aren't. I guess back in the day, like you know what they were now, but like back Worse in the day. The Indiana girl, that Karen was. Like, yeah, that was a tough look. All right, let's get into the winners losers. I'm I'm fumbling all around. Um, her, her her Twitter bio said not Karen in it. Who? The girl who was yelling at the Indiana Pacers game. She is now a media personality for somebody. You didn't see the follow up, did you? No, I didn't. It wasn't her. Okay, then fine. We'll cut that out. <laughs> Keep that in. Not doing his due diligence. Um, I don't read. My winners, DiGiorno Pizza. Oh, it's a great tweet. Yeah. They tweeted, delivery pizza, go figure. So, I mean, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. DiGiorno Pizza, where are you on DiGiorno Pizza? Oh, DiGiorno's great. My wife hates it, but I love it. I, I, I think it's great, but no, I don't know how they stayed in business. No one I grew up with ate it. 
PJ's crying over here about the Giorno oh, pizza. Stop I it. It's so bad. I've had it twice in my life, but like it was it definitely is, it's feasible. It, it you know. I just wonder how they stayed in business. That was good pizza. Who's Red ever gone over better than DiGiorno? Yeah. Only if it's French bread, bud. Who eats pizza? Like, who eats DiGiorno pizza? Because I feel like every time I've gone over a family's house. Uh, DiGiorno pizza is like a big, uh, like, snow day lunch. So you're trying to tell me they make their yearly revenue off of, like, three oh, snow days? Uh, like, in the lay household, yeah. It was like we would we would have DiGiorno if we were home from school that day. That's, I mean, that's an odd move. I just never grew up with people eating DiGiorno pizza. You also, you also have to have this. You have to get Supreme DiGiorno because it's so good. I, you can't just get cheese. Cheese is good. DiGiorno, uh, the Supreme's good. I think they're 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 I'm feasible. Have they're tomorrow. not good. All right, any other uh, losers? Yeah, so I have a loser, okay. and it. So I like the documentary. I found the entire thing interesting. The problem was, I think last night they cut us off at the head. I think they had such a good story, and they dealt so deep into the past of what the Bulls were. They got to 97 and 98 and just said they beat the Jazz twice and ended it. There was no, where are they? Yeah, there's no, where are they now? There's no, you know, the ending, the breakup. The breakup was like three minutes of a 10-hour documentary. And I think that was the most interesting part. Everyone hated Jerry Krause so much. So where do you so think fun. where do you think he if he's alive today where do you think he provides like where you think he's needed in this documentary? Yeah, absolutely. I also think it's like very telling that Jerry Krause has a banner hanging. Well, yeah, I mean, he, you have yeah, to. Yeah, listen, like Jerry Krause, I think is getting a really like short end of the stick of this whole thing. He put together six championship basketball. Pippen glossed over it, but he did talk about it. He did, and that's fair. Scottie Pippen, I actually, I think Scottie Pippen said, and he deserves his credit for like being able to hold us together. The credit is on the direct, the, the discredit is now on the director, the editor, the producer of this documentary because I, I could, I easily could have seen them doing an eleventh episode on just the fallout of the end. They kept saying, "Hey, should we have a chance to go to seven? Should we have a chance to go for a seven? Should we have a chance to go to a seven? And then they were like, and then it was over. You, and that's where I was sitting there, and I'm like, I don't have any closure. And I've said this a billion times about television shows. It's so hard to land a television show. It's, it, it really is. I mean, The Sopranos couldn't do it. Game of Thrones couldn't do it. Bad. Seinfeld couldn't do it. The Office couldn't do it. Like, it's so hard to land a television show. And when you have something that actually played out, it shouldn't be that hard to land it. And they missed the mark on that. Do you think the first four episodes, I think I, looking back on it, I probably wouldn't have done an episode on Jordan, an episode, episode on Pippen, an episode on Rodden, or an episode on Phil? I think they did. I think they did that right. They gave Phil only like a quarter of an episode. They sure. really didn't do a full episode on I think the way they handled it, episode one and two, I was interested. Episode three and four, I was being pulled in. Episode five and six, I was like, I was drawn in because now this was the beginning of them winning. They finally beat the Pistons. Mm -hmm. They finally did it, and now they became the dominant team. It was the emergence of Michael and the surrounding cast. And then, as they faded away, they just said, "It's like, oh, could we have done it?" And then they're like, "It's over." It, it was the Sopranos. They cut the black, and it's like they, there was more to tell here. There was a little bit more to tell. I could have had. Another hour to a half hour. Like, if they made the last episode an hour and a half, just so they could... Like, any good documentary has a where are that... Like, what happened? Mm -hmm. How did it go forward? 
and they had like the screen where it was black, had the white lettering, and said Bill Jackson went on to do this. I wouldn't mind them storytelling that a little bit. Counterpoint, just to kind of close it out. Counterpoint: I don't know if they really had to tell that story because I think I understand that most because they know. want to talk about the Bulls. Yeah. I get that, but you've built characters now. You've built characters and finished the, the character arc. I don't. I still to this day, not an NBA guy. After Scotty Pippen was done playing with the Bulls, I have no idea what his post-Bulls career looks like. I have no idea. I just know he made more money than Michael Jordan playing basketball. He would That's all I know about. Where'd he go? <laughs> Trailblazers. I actually think I might have known that. Like, they, that would have been my guess. They did say it in the doc a little bit. He never, he never averaged like more than 12 points a game. But, no, I mean, from start to finish, I'm okay with the doc because I don't want to shit on yeah. it because it literally gave us 10 hours of content in, an epi- in a pandemic. So, Kyle, what? Uh, listen, the, the documentary was very well done. I just wish they had a half hour more of what happened after. I hear you. I hear you. I think they could have put it in chronological order. I didn't really care that they kept going back and forth, but I do definitely agree with you that they spent six to eight hours on from him from 84 to 93. On the first, on the first four championships. They really focused sure. on the first four championships a lot. The last two were like, oh, and he has two more against the... And I love the fact that they really focused on, like, I think it was episode nine and into ten. They really focused on, like, the battle with the Pacers and the, mm-hmm. and the back-to-back battle with the Jazz. They told... I know they're trying to tell the story of the Bulls, but the story of the basketball is very compelling. Like, you... Like, I don't know if you noticed this. When you're watching, like, when they would flash the scores at the bottom, like, yeah, the scores weren't, like, high. Cool. Sometimes they were high, sometimes they were, they were low. Tough. But the games always seemed like they were very close. Yeah. And I feel like that's not, like, normal. Like, I feel like there's not a lot of games that come down to the end as much as it did back then. I don't know if it's just a different style. Basketball, the three changes a lot because we're taking more threes. And I could be 100% wrong on that, too. But it just seemed like every game, it came down to two minutes left. And we were still playing a two- to three-point game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was you know, people were, they were down nine sometime, down eight sometime, and then, you know, one team would go on a run. It always seemed like the uh, the Bulls were lollygagging out of the... Uh... Yeah, uh, I also thought they put a lot of emphasis on the Michael Jordan tank, how much energy he had in the tank. And I get he was 36 years old, so, like, that plays a role. Yeah. But I was like, uh, this is being talked about a lot. It is, but go, but going to three straight finals is, and the Warriors oh, talked about yeah, it, is emotionally I mean, draining. And I'll put it I'll put it in my own terms. I mean, Sidney Crosby came out and talked about going to back-to-back cups and winning and said when they went to the playoffs in the third year after winning two cups, just how much toll was on his body. Because I, I'm not going to say it's a more physical game, but it's a more physical game. Ooh. I mean, LeBron went to eight straight finals, and people don't want to talk yeah, about it no, because... And, and people glossed over that, but what LeBron's done in his short time without winning all the championships, very impressive. Yeah. And it's not really a short time, but, like, I don't know. I, I just wish, I just wish, like, any other You wish it landed the plane. You wish it landed the plane. They gave me some kind of closure. Yeah. Like, I, didn't, I didn't want to have to wake up and go on Wikipedia and read to finish my, well, my, so... my curious list. So Phil Jackson wins four more championships, five more championships. You know that. Uh, Michael Jordan and actually comes out of retirement. You know that. Yeah, he goes to play for this team called the Washington Wizards. It used to be called the you Bulls. Were at, you were at the last game. I was at the last playoff. game ever at the, at the Wells Fargo or Wachovia Center, whatever it's called back then. Here's uh, the, you want to know what the most significant bummer 
of the entire documentary was. I do. I think in episode ten, it was episode ten. They had they flashed back to young Michael talking about he wants to make the Bulls yeah. a story franchise like the Lakers, the Celtics. I, the Lakers. Then he said the Sixers, and I'm like, fuck. My ears like perked up. I'm like, what? I know. I was like, fuck. They actually only won one championship. They won one championship in '83 during then, but I guess. I don't know. You could say you, you could go down a whole rabbit hole about what happened in the '80s with the Sixers. In the '90s, were just they just weren't weren't good. Um, I don't know. It makes me want to root for the Sixers to win a championship. So if basketball comes back this year, I'd be a lot more invested than I would be in other years. And if that's what the Michael Jordan documentary was supposed to do, they sold me. Then they landed the plane. Yeah, they landed my plane. Um, any other losers? They landed. I personally landed. I have no more losers. Peach. Uh, let me check my little notepad here. Uh, oh, I still have Scott Perrell as a winner. Okay, you could be on the Scott Perrell camp. When he uh, when he goes, Scott, if I ever see you again, I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> I, I love Michael Jordan's uh, in locker room. Yeah. Being, I just love I love the way he treated. And him. they loved so him. I think they, you could tell when he went around and like high fived every guy after the win. Like yeah, they loved. Him. I also thought it was a class move out of Carl Malone to walk onto their uh, bus and congratulate them one more time. So that's funny because that he would get he would get I feel like he would get ripped apart nowadays for doing that. Yeah, it's called. Yeah, he might. I feel I like that I feel like that also happens a lot more than people understand that like people do see each other a lot after the games like they did. Yeah. I thought it was cool how like they would wait each other for after post game pressers because yeah. they were kind of near each other. I thought it was cool. I thought there was a genuine hatred on the court, genuine respect off the court. And I, I'm sure that still takes place. It's just you don't get to see it as much. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're probably all going out to dinner nowadays. I would only say the one loser. You guys talk about how they wanted to run it back with the seventh championship and Gary. I think something they could have mentioned in the doc, if uh, people I know didn't know, there was a 1999 was a shortened season. Mm-hmm. And actually, the the team that made the NBA Finals in the East was actually the eighth-seeded Knicks. The only eighth-seed, oh. I believe, in NBA history. they beat the Pacers. With Allen Houston and Latrice Redwell. Who and they beat, they beat... The Pacers. Yeah, oh, okay. The oh, round. okay. So, and, they, so, and they lost... So, the land that Jordan got, do I have to just go watch winning time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I'll go watch winning so time. So, they lost to the, the Spurs in the 1999- NBA finals, but if there was any argument, not that they would have known that there would have been a strike. No, but a lot of a lot of a lot of people put an asterisk on that Spurs season because it was Tim Tim Duncan's rookie year. It was Dave Robinson was like he was MVP that year. That's called tanking, right? You want to talk about the process? They tanked. They tanked. Yeah. They they, they, Dave Robinson towards ACL. Tim Duncan, number one overall pick, best best front court in NBA history. Clint Towers, never forget. Yeah, that would never work in today's but, uh, NBA, which is hilarious. That's, that's the, that's uh, the well, one thing. Tried. Yeah. That's the one thing that you could say. Well, that, like, first try with, like, triple towers? Yeah. Oh, no, we pull out Noel. Or just get bigger. It'll never work. Um, so, yeah, so a- that's a good point there. And and I don't think that was actually talked about enough, like, today, where, like, they had a good chance of going seven um, to get their seventh. I don't think – I think Jerry Reinsdorf's looking at 2020 hindsight right now. I'd be very surprised if he thought he like went to Michael and Phil Jackson and tried to offer them to come back. I love the fact that Jordan said if they put a one-year contract in front of all the players on that team, every single one of them would have signed it to try again. 
That would never happen nowadays, but yeah. I know that, but I just love the fact that he said that he's like, they, this team would have tried one more time. I'm surprised they released Rodman. I thought Rodman had a great 98. Maybe they need to cut cap. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah. Well, who, they, and they traded Pippen to this? The, the, they the traded Blazers? Pippen in, like, October. Yeah, like, in, like, Kerr. a couple games in, they, they traded him. Actually, Steve oh, Kerr won. Steve Kerr won a, 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 a Yeah, he won it with the Spurs that year. Yeah. And how many how many years did Jordan take off before he came back with the Wizards? Two. Two. Really? Another so he, he came back hiatus. at 40? Or 38 yeah. he came back at? No, 40. He played until he was like 42, 43. I forget what it was. So he came back when he was 38, and he played until he was 40. No, because he was 38 in 98. No. But he scored 50 points. No, he was 36. He was 36. Yeah, you're right. He, he was 38. Well, he came back at 38, but a 40. Why did he come back as a Wizard? He was a GM of the Wizards at the time. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, now we welcome on first-time guest to the Water Boys podcast, Seamus Clancy. Seamus Clancy, contributor to Bleeding Green Nation, also on Patreon at patreon.com slash Seamus underscore Clancy. Seamus, thanks for joining us today. Of course. How are you guys? Can't complain, you know, staying, uh, right. staying sane in the quarantine like everyone else is, surviving. Just trying to get through this. Yeah. Hoping, yeah. uh... Hoping football is coming back now with the schedule is kind of a tease. Yeah, I'm, I'm always someone who's like, oh, we shouldn't be cautious about everything and let's be smart. And, and the idea of missing one day of football, and I'm like, no, no, like just, just rush everything. <laughs> yeah. Back. Get, yeah. I, I mean, I honestly don't care if there's any fans are in the stadium. Just, just please, please play something yeah, for me. I'll take no fans or nothing. Yeah. yeah, I've said a thousand times now, like this can, we can cancel everything in the world, but if it's football, I'm not going to be really happy. Yeah, I'm a huge movie guy. I've, I've had season, six or season tickets before, yeah. and I would give all that up just to watch a football game, even there's not a single person in a two-mile radius. So you're a big movie movies. guy. What's the uh, best movie you watched so far during quarantine? I actually haven't going to the theater, so that's my thing. Oh, whereas okay. I, like, I just love, I, my girlfriend and I probably go like two or three times a month. There's a new theater downtown at the uh, the renovated gallery. So we love yeah. going there. Just always seeing like the latest action releases or kind of sometimes going to the art house theater in Old City. But I don't really watch as much now because I'm always geared toward more like, oh, what's coming out just so we can get out of the house and do something. Yeah. So we can't really do that. Uh, we run a Trolls World Tour. What do you think? That's like uh, not as good as the first Trolls. I'll okay. say that. It got it, it, it like it got so much insane pub and insane like dollars behind it that now Comcast and NBC are like, well, we might just do this forever. Oh, it's I think that movie it's going to be like in a history book. What movie ruined exactly. the yeah. the movie theater business? Trolls World Tour. Actually. See, that's funny because I did the way back with Ben Affleck. Terrible movie. I don't know oh, if you saw. I wanted it. to see that. My dad said it was like uh, he's. Did you watch Extraction? Uh, say that again. The Netflix movie Extraction, the action movie um, with Chris Hemsworth. No, but it's on my list. It just came out. I think it did really well for Netflix as like a you know a straight online release movie. Are you a, are you movies by yourself guy? I'll go. I mean, I live with my girlfriend now, so I do it less frequently. I've yeah. done it probably like once or twice in the last six or seven months. Uh, but before I I knew her, I was you know Friday night, Saturday afternoon. Like I'll go here before I go out and do something else with my friends oh, yeah. or something like that all the time. Yeah, I think the last movie I saw in theaters was Onward, which is. Oh, that was the last time I saw him. Yeah, I, like so. Me and Kyle will joke about this. If you've 
your, your father's best way. It's a tough one to win. It's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> dad, it's okay. It's a joke. Both our dads died. It's a joke on here. I'll cry during any Pixar movie. Yeah, it was... Anything about a father and son, anything about football, I'll cry. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, <laughs> I think my, even my wife in the theater was like, oh, boy. We didn't know it was going to take that turn. <laughs> yeah. So... So speaking of, actually, you know, this is a fantastic segue. Do you ever live in constant fear of Julia Oglethorpe's dad slapping the shit out of you, out of nowhere? No, I like to joke about it still. I think that's probably. A lot of, I've done like a lot of weird things on Twitter, like over the last X amount of years of blogging and writing and podcasting. I think that's the funniest one. You're just never looking over your shoulder, like maybe Mr. Oglethorpe. <laughs> well, I'm out of the city, so I don't really have to worry about that. My dad is gigantic like an ex-college football player 6'4 280 okay and then he, he was like well tom your dad will slap the shit out of him <laughs> and he's like and i told him i was like say that on twitter as a joke to other people and they're like yeah right and i'm like now nah, my dude my dad's probably as big as he is i mean he's like- not as big as jaleel but yeah i would imagine uh chucky okafor is probably in that 6'4-ish range i've got like one of those guys in middle school it's like hey you stop it i'll call my dad he's huge yeah Yeah, my dad's a lawyer my dad's a lawyer guy my dad was obviously i'm named seamus clancy my dad just goes by clancy so everyone thought uh my dad was like an irish mafia member well i mean that's easy way to connect the dots yeah i mean yeah definitely uh gets people off your back yeah yeah definitely um my my favorite julio before story i saw him come out of the blue martini in uh old city and this was all when everything was going on with like is the fight in Boston? Fights and everything. Uh, getting, I think he got pulled over or something like that, and he's hammered and just falls onto an Uber, like a mm-hmm. Toyota Camry, like type of Uber, like just not a big man should be falling on that type of car, on oh, a yeah, mid-sized Imagine the driver slapping the shadow. Yeah. <laughs> the best part of uh, the the Julia Okafor's dad response to me is his handle at Daddy of a Pro. Oh, that was great. <laughs> That's a tough like, one. That, it's like, come on, man. And then, like, six hours later in the morning, he was like, oh, I was hacked. I was like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I'm done. I'm, I, the, the hack excuse has to retire. After, After, well, Giannis was, that was pretty bad. Exactly. The, well, the Giannis one, I don't know. I, I think he was hacked on Listen. That. Oh, probably. It, it, went, it went to a place where it didn't need to go, but if it was like, hey, listen, I, I'm not playing for the Bucks anymore, I would have loved the, hey, Giannis was hacked, but Giannis was hacked. Yeah. It's like one yeah, way besides to get... all the racist stuff, I would have yeah. loved all the other comments. Exactly. Well, that's fair. <laughs> um, so what do we do? What do we do if uh, if there's no football? Um, we've got a couple ideas, but I want to see, you know, if you, if do you have anything in mind? Like, we can like, read you off a couple of bars. The guitar. How about we do that? So well, we have a couple of hobbies. Yeah. Um, sports fishermen. Supposedly it's awesome in, yeah, in we, the we fall. Sports fishermen. Sailors. My dad was big into hunting and fishing, and I would See? just do it to kind of appease him. But I was it's in your blood. It okay, so you're out on sports history. We'll get to the next I, one. I've, I've gone hunting a couple times, gotten a deer or two in my day, but kind of did. He enjoyed it more than I did. So I went hunting one time. I shot a deer and felt awful about it. So I, did, yeah, <laughs> I, never, so went, I never went back. We always, if we get a deer, we'll eat it. So you feel less of like you you're just killing shit for this. They're overpopulated. That's exactly. That's and exactly. deer meat's pretty good. Yeah, so I like to eat deer. I just felt so bad after I shot it. It tasted really good, but I was like, oh, that was a tough thing to watch. So I'm out on deer hunting. Yeah. I just always tell myself they're overpopulated, and I'm doing some sort of a service to the community. Sure. Yeah. Um, We know you love Jetro. If you don't shoot that deer, that deer's going to total some guy's van. Someone else is going to shoot him. It's true. Uh, We know you you love Jetro. So what if we meet in Jetro every weekend like it's a a tailgate or like an AA meeting? 
we just have we just stay the same apart as like a uh, a cornhole toss, so you're not next to someone, and that's yeah. that's yeah. your social distancing. You your partner kind of switch sides with you depending on kind of light sauce spray to keep uh, spraying down the the bags. I like that idea. Yeah, I like that. Maybe wear gloves. We petition um, the link to open up a flag football or tackle football. Um, I don't. I didn't factor in social distancing, but I'm just saying they're not going to use the link. Temple's not going to use the link. We'll just get enough tests where we can all go in and be tested before we get on the field. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, what we'll do you think? Uh, even if they let fans back in the stadium at some point this fall, I have a hunch they won't let people tailgate. Like you won't be able to park in any of the lots before like 10 30 a.m or something eagles fans will find a way to tailgate if it has to be an fdr we'll it has to be FDR. camden there's there's a lot of empty lots in camden we can go tailgate or in. tailgate the line i mean i've done that before True. you know waiting yeah. for it to open at 7 a.m or whatever and it's 6 45 and my dad's in the car sleeping and i'm just cracking over another light do, hey do, they can't arrest everybody so as long as it's not me i don't care exactly, yeah, exactly. as long as it's not me I don't care. I mean, would you be surprised if people were just lined up in the streets of Pattinson Ave or, or Broad Street, just blocking traffic like they ended up carrying like that? No, I think it would be a situation where the open container laws are unable. I mean, it's never like that to begin with down there, but in a situation like that, there would just be people hanging out in the street. People would try to go to Xfinity, but it wouldn't be the same yeah. vibe. So you would just have people kind of congregating in the parking lots anyway, because you need to go through the K lot to go yeah. walk into the stadium anyway. So what's to stop people from just showing up with, you know, a bag of beer or a case and just sit there? They're going to try to stop us if there's, you know, a couple thousand people. You can't tell me that um, Corona didn't breed in Xfinity. I don't know if you were there in like January when this was all, well, I guess not January, but early December. I went for the the Patriots game and that was just like, you couldn't move. Like you couldn't go to the bathroom. You, You found a spot and you enjoyed that spot for the rest of the game. That was the most packed I've ever seen it. It, probably good reason to shut down Xfinity for good. <laughs> for good, and then and then bring <laughs> the casino those, in so we can just bring more people over to. I don't the, think over. I've ever done Xfinity for like a, a big time. I've been to a couple like during the Flyers games, but it doesn't really fill up for a Flyers game. I've it's seen tough. the videos of Eagles games at Xfinity. I've never watched like those games. Fun at all? No, I've gone there for a couple Sixers things, or I'll go there before a Sixers or Flyers game or something, or Phillies. But I would never go there to watch, you know, a big Eagles game or to, I mean, you know, go out there on a Friday night. That's just not my I'll admit that I've been to Fan Fest. I'm not proud of it, but I've been. What's that? <laughs> you know, went to 97.5's Fan Fest. Oh, that thing, the 97.5. You openly yeah, admit that. Well, it wasn't my finest moment, but I went. I didn't know if that was one of those, they do that winter beer fest. Yes. Or they do a summer yeah. thing. When I thought it was maybe that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was 97.5. Had to meet Mikey Mist in his oddly thinning hair. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough look for him. So after after talking to you and after kind of following you on Twitter, um, you went to Penn. Yeah. Can you can you let us know, you know, why aren't you an Ivy League douche? Yeah, there's a lot of people who might think that uh, just based if they looked at like my resume or whatever. Like, yeah. oh, this kid is some preppy, you know, thinks he's going to be on the newsroom type journalists for someone yeah. who has, you know, a creative writing degree and, and going to invent some new digital media platform, like all that. Yeah. You know, running the Twitter account for the New York times. I think someone I had a journalism class senior year does that is they do social media. Not that I can. I'm sure they're, uh, yeah, I'm well, sure they're you know, seeing from Facebook and shit. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of fun at but, parties. You know, I acclimated myself pretty well to the culture of hell when I was there, meaning I wasn't just, oh, I'm Philly guy. I can't talk to anyone. I just keep to myself. I had a ton of friends. 
you know, worked at a bar on campus. Made the most Where'd you work? Like, while still, uh, Smoke Joe's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I worked the door there uh, for a semester, and then I bar back for that nice. semester, senior year. Uh, had a blast doing that. So I had a lot of friends, but, uh, you know, I was kind of with people who kind of kept it real. As, that's stupid to say, but just people who were true to themselves. No one I hung out with tried to be, you know, the ultimate Ivy Leaguer. There was no one I was really friends with who was trying to be, oh, have a 4.0 GPA in the business school and intern at BlackRock or J.P. Yeah. Morgan and also, yeah. you know, be the captain of some club or whatever. I'll There's say Kyle. People who were, who were down to earth. Yeah, and you know, I think naturally I'm a down to earth person, very true to my roots, and very loyal to my family, the people I grew up with, the people I went to school when I was in the first grade with, or still, you know, my five or six closest friends. You know, I still have, you know, fifteen or twenty friends from college I talk to a couple of times a month. Just a personal guy who is self aware to know that just because, you know, the school, my the name on my diploma doesn't necessarily mean anything that's what people say oh yeah oh when did you learn i leaguers aren't all that you know, <laughs> let's read something that on just not to like a non-ivy league audience and i'd be like yeah like when i show up for the first day that's when i kind of realized yeah. like, all these people aren't shit yeah it's funny i mean kyle i'll set kyle straight i don't think he's ever been to the city of boston i went to college in boston there's okay. no ivy league group there's no group of ivy league people like the harvard people the harvard I'm people sure. are the worst oh they're like oh you go to umass do you be like mm, yeah i do sorry <laughs> It's so angry at you for not going to Harvard up there. Be like, look, this is a guy. We didn't get in. Yeah, but you could rock a Dr. J U Masters and make. I could, I could do that. And you know what? I'm gonna go buy one tonight. I've seen before. Uh, I'm a big vintage kind of sportswear. Like this is like a '90s starter hat that I, I'm big on looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. In jerseys, even if I I've been buying more recently because I'm bored during the quarantine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but even go back to college, I would just look at champion jerseys. I've, there are a ton of nice Marcus Canby. Ooh. Uh, Kyle Perry, our uh, UMass jerseys yeah. out there. So oh, yeah. keep your eye on that. The vacate you gotta, um, The Jordan doc has been getting me on the uh, 90s basketball players. I Selfishly, yeah. well, selfishly, I, I, built a, I bought a Bill Lambeer jersey because why not just okay. embrace the heel? And yeah. I bought a Charles Barkley Suns jersey because the Suns nice. uniform is straight fire. That was... Yeah, there, there aren't many Barkley Sixers stuff in production. He's never on Mitchell Ness, I I think there's yeah. probably a weird con- money dispute there. We really can't find any Sixer stuff with them anywhere. Maybe no, it's some, tough. Like, maybe some of those old caricature, caricature shirts. We can't find a real Barkley Sixer jersey, like a, a true champion one, and it kills me. Like, I'd love one of those. Yeah, I was, that's what I was originally looking for. I couldn't find it, so I had to settle for a Suns one. But yeah, I mean, those jerseys are dope. Maybe the best. Unreal jerseys. So. I'm with you on that. So say Black we do play. Black or white. I went with the black one. Yeah, I like the black one best. Yeah, have to get the black one. So say we do play football this year. Um, everyone does it. What's the prediction? Uh, 11 and 5. There I think we go. Yeah. That's what I – someone – I think John Barchard, who works with WIP, was saying that – Oh, yeah, he's, a, he's gonna, been on the water, boys. I love John. Uh, yeah. If you say they're going to finish 9 and 7 or 10 and 6, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> either <laughs> either say they're 8 and 8 or 7 and 9 or like 11 and 5. And no one picks 11 and 5. It's always John Johnson. Before. John Johnson was done WIP today, having them going seven and nine, eight and eight. And I was like, okay, buddy. That's a that's a take. I mean, I don't I don't agree with it, but no. it's a take. Uh, uh, I think I had him at twelve and four. Okay, which I love. I'm yeah. very. I, I hate the team in the off season. I'm sure there are many mm-hmm. people like this who are like everything. Like fuck, stupid, freaking out, and then like week run rolls around. And like I don't see how they're not going yeah. thirteen yeah. and three. It's I've gone sixteen and zero. 
it, the last episode we all we went through it we went through it game by game, and I, you could literally hear me say like, "No, I can't pick him to lose that game. I can't pick him to lose that game." And I wound up at twelve and four because I knew yeah. I did I couldn't put him at sixteen and zero, fifteen and one. So I was like, "Let's be realistic. I would have put him at fourteen and two if I had to." What losses did you have? So I had Pittsburgh and Baltimore back to back. So and then the other one is that three game stint at the end of the year where it's uh, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans. I have them losing those three. Which so, sucks when they're losing because during that three game losing streak, everyone's gonna want to die and this is yeah. going insane because they'll be oh, yeah. what, like you know nine and two and then drop three straight and everyone's gonna freak out. So I gotta find four losses. So I think I have them losing to San Francisco early on, okay, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I have them losing to Green Bay in Green Bay. Okay, I have them losing to Baltimore because why not? Let's just let's take the loss in the AFC and make it make it pander to my my good stuff yeah um, and then i have them either losing to i don't think i have them losing to the saints i think i haven't beaten the saints oh no, i have them losing to the saints because i think they're going to beat the seahawks this year so i think that's my four Ooh. and i got a sweep of the nfc east dallas Same. shit yeah so on uh i was listening to one of these podcasts today and they're just breaking down this and you know, they were talking about Dallas. It was like, it's an easy 12 and 4. I'm like, easy 12 and 4? What? <laughs> Their defense sucks. Not the most complete team in the NFL, but um, I like Zach. I probably like Zach more than most Eagles fans. I think he's pretty legit, but I don't know. Michael Gallup but, might not be any. I mean, he's he's good. The receivers are talented, but I don't really. I think Mike McCarthy sucks. I love that every other coach in the division has a new coach this year. Yeah, that's all this deal. shit going on. We have the most, con- one of the most continuities in the entire conference but with the division it's on unparalleled that you know this is the time for the nfc's to finally have a repeat champion since the 2004 eagles so yeah do me a favor and just sell me on jalen hurts real fast oh man i love him as a prospect as a quarterback i don't Thank love you. him as the like if he went to the lions i'd be like well they they just hit they just hit yeah you know, a genius stroke in the second round he's gonna be great he's gonna do his thing He'll be kind of like Kyler. He'll be, you know, kind of – he reminds me of Dak a little bit more so than Kyler. And – but here it's like – it just makes you think they have concerns about Wentz long-term, not necessarily saying that he sucks, but more so the injury stuff. I wonder – my kind of, you know, conspiracy theory is that after the concussion, on speaking with the team about his future, he said, if I get one more, you know, crazy knee blowout or a concussion, he's out, like pulling a luck. Which yeah. I respect. He, he's married now. He literally just had a kid the other week. If he doesn't want to have multiple concussions, that's fine. If he doesn't want to blow out his knees several times and, you know, not be able to play with his daughter growing up and worried that he won't walk in 10 years. It's got to be the Derrick Rose. The Derrick Rose got to walk at my son's graduation. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, that's a fair, it's such a fair point. I mean, I think, I don't know if Andrew Luck has had like a tell all yet, but like he had a rough go of it early on. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, their O-line sucked, so yeah. that GM, Brian Grigson, used to be Howie's assistant, was so poor at constructing that roster before the current general manager that that guy didn't have a chance because of how poor the O-line was. He got sacked all the time. He was almost like rookie David Carr, if you guys remember that. Yeah, I remember that one. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's my, that's my biggest fear. I, and the problem is, I, I admitted to Kyle, I'm fully in love with Carson Wentz at this point. So Same, it'll yeah. crush me more than anything. Wait, so the week of the draft, I uh, I was ner- so nervous it wasn't get here in time for the draft. I ordered a Wentz 
North Dakota State, like an actual yeah. Nike one. I bought it on Fanatics. Nice. I was like so happy. Like for, like seventy bucks. I was like, this is so awesome to be able to wear this like this year and everything. And I'm wearing it, and they dragged you on earth. I'm like, oh no, it's on my phone. It's a tough look. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, I I have. I actually am writing a blog now, but I'm just going to go ahead and profess my love for Carson Wentz. I've been burned once before by a star athlete, but I'm ready to love again. So um, I'm going to well, go ahead and profess it. I was burned by Nick Foles once, but in um, the end, he redeemed himself. So you never know. Yeah, so I'm a, unfortunately, I'm an Islanders fan, and I got burnt by John Tavares so badly that oh. I absolutely hate that guy. I, I hate the guy with the burning passion. Like, yeah. not personal. It's a little personal. It's a little personal. It's hard but, not to be. Yeah. At, tell me for an entire year you're coming back then post a picture of yourself in pajamas and go fly away to toronto buddy i i digress still very i still get very upset about it but i'm ready yeah. to, and i'm gonna dive in with carson wentz i feel yeah, like my dad with the reggie white he always talks about he loves jerome brown he obviously likes reggie yeah. with the way he just left and they had you know they had to have a city hall pep rally for him to stay and my dad went and all that and then and he goes and goes to Green Bay, and it's because where God told him to go. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. It's like they, God told him to go there. Okay. Can't really argue with that. Okay, yeah, maybe Green Bay also offered you those money back. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I blame the sixth the Eagles owner for, but that's a different discussion. Yeah, he's one of those blank check guys like Brian Dawkins should have been. Yeah. So my theory is, like, for some reason, I feel like the, the less expectations we have of the Eagles going into the season – so, like, if we have low expectations, they outperform them. And if we have high ones, like last season, they underperform. I don't think in, like, 2018, I didn't really see anybody picking them to go to the Super Bowl slash winning the Super Bowl, especially, you know, when Carson went down. What do you think of that, about that? Like, I think we're doing – I think this is going to be a good year if they play because we don't have the highest of expectations. Yeah. But we're right there in the middle. Yeah, I remember 2017 going in that year. I really liked Carson as a rookie, especially mm-hmm. early flash when – Kind of the roster created uh, cratered around him. That's when things started to fall yeah. off. The schedule got tougher. I mean, that first drive against the Browns. I was there. That was like the most, Wonderful. like, this is the first day of the rest of my life type yeah. stuff. And going to the 2017, my goal was for them to make the playoffs. And I don't think they're going to win a wild card game, but just for Carson to have playoff experience. Obviously, that's another can of worms now all these years later. But I thought they were a good enough team to win a division that wasn't super-duper strong. And, you know, maybe win a game in the playoffs. Obviously, they were the most talented roster in the league, top to bottom. The depth was unreal, unparalleled in the league at the time. And, you know, their backup quarterback somehow. I mean, I was a Foles doubter at that point. I I got so sucked in. Get in line. I mean, it was that Oakland game. That Oakland game, I was like, there's just no way. There's no way we can do anything with him. Yeah. And the first, I mean, it didn't matter, but in that Dallas game on New Year's, on New Year's, yeah, it didn't look good. I mean, it was it was windy and cold. But I was like, he just, yeah. he just looks like he sucks. And then the first yeah. half of the Falcons game, I'm like, they can't win every game, fifteen to ten. Obviously, that's what the score was there. But you know, you're thinking he needs to actually score some points at some point. Do you ever think uh, if the ball doesn't hit Keanu Neal in the in the knee, yeah, what happens? We're not probably not even talking. <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean? I have actually. It's crazy because the 2017 Super Bowl run. Is interesting. Like you can even say the Vikings game, and I see it right behind you. Like if the Patrick Robinson interception just hung it up today. Yeah, if the Patrick <laughs> Robinson interception doesn't have so glad I could call. I was staring at that picture for a while, and I think I, I was like, I think I know what this is. Yeah. I also I also referenced you on Twitter. I was like, I gotta see if there's anything about this. And I got lucky. But if the Patrick Robinson interception doesn't happen, that game didn't look very good to start. No, that was then, the every Eagles game we ever saw. Where yeah. 
They yeah. go down, score on the first drive, you go three and out, and they're driving, getting ready to drive again. That was one, that really was the one where I was like, I remember, I was in Michigan, I was living in Michigan at the time, so my biggest regret in life is taking that job in Michigan for that one year. But hey, <laughs> if I have to move, I have already said, if I have to move back this year to get another one, I'd do it again. But Absolutely. I, I remember sitting there being like, this is, this is going to be a long night, and then that interception happens, I'm like, here we go. Just built from there. Yeah, that was the first moment where you didn't feel like a typical Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. No, and it was, that that never happens to us. That's right. That's McNabb throwing the Rondé Barber. That's you know. Yeah. Oh, McNabb McNabb throwing Teddy, McNabb still throwing running Teddy with that football. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember after they won that NFC Championship game, I think it was my sister called me and she goes, "What do you think?" And I was like, "All right, they're going to win the Super Bowl." I had no doubts going into it. I was like, "This, this is the one." I was fully yeah. ready, but. I had just had the, the ultimate the ultimate faith that it was going to happen. Yeah. Going in the Atlanta game, I was like, I, I think they're going to lose. And then I, I felt the same way. I, think, I mean, I think it's going to be close, but they're going to lose. Obviously, I'm in the bathroom at the link beforehand. I throw down like 30 on the money line. Yeah. Uh, and then going, the, going in the Vikings team, I'm like, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. I'm, I think I just took the points yeah. for them as the underdog. You know what I did see? My book at the time, it was just like a, you know, a South Philly bookies. Love that. Uh, you know, one of those websites. Tradition. They had they had an adjusted line, so you could obviously take it for greater odds or less odds. Mm-hmm. It was like minus twenty four and a half, and I don't remember the odds were. But it was like, man, that match if I took them twenty four, yeah, no. could have probably <laughs> won three grand or something on oh, thirty yeah. bucks or something, yeah. Uh, and then go out and Super Bowl any there. Yeah, the Super Bowl. I mean, I I never really felt nervous. Obviously, watching, I did, but it was like kind of a. a a win-win situation in a way. I mean, we were there, but no one expected us to be there. And if we beat the Patriots, it was just going to be awesome. It, was, it would have like felt you like said, low expectations and yeah. overperforming. There you the go. Problem is getting back. It's just like you can't get back the next it's year. Just, it's just so hard to get back to it. And when we were like when the, in 2017, I always remember thinking, I was like, you got to win this one because you don't know when you're getting back. Exactly. It's just so. It's like I know, and that's like the simplest thing to say because you're you're literally 50-50 going in that game, but like. It is just so hard to get back to the Super Bowl, and that's why what the Patriots have done is just so impressive. But yes, yeah. this is um this is a random question. You you live out of like South Philly, right? That around that area, yeah, South Philly guy. Yeah, you ever been to Skinichios? No, but it's right. That's literally right where I grew up. Go to Skinichios. Yeah, on Broad and Porter, right? Fantastic. Best get yeah. the get the Big John. Go for a nice uh go for a nice um a special occasion. Yeah, I got a bunch of homemade wine from my Italian friends. Fantastic. So that's, that's BYOB. Opportunity to bring a bottle of that. Yeah. There you uh, go. Yeah. Just random. I, anyone that like lives in Philly slash South Philly, I'm like, go to Scanichios. Greatest. Yeah, it's like spot, half yeah. a mile from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so obviously um, you went pretty viral for the, the VJ photo that you, VJ photo, excuse me, that you recreated on Super Bowl um, Parade Day. Um your friends must hate you because all their girlfriends are probably like, well, all you did was pick me up in a, in a bar blacked out and you got Seamus recreating <laughs> iconic um, my photos. My best friend's uh, girlfriend, he's been dating her for several years now. She is a nurse at Penn and the link is doing a thing where you can, uh, if you're a frontline worker, you get married for free at the link. Right. Oh, fuck. So, <laughs> I don't think they're going to do it, but she sent it to him. And I think he got a little nervous. I was like, I'll just do it. Are they engaged like, or not even engaged? No, they're not engaged. Oh, that's they're even better. Dating. That's awesome. Yeah, so it would have been like just like a spur of the moment, like frigate thing. Hey, fun Eagles wedding fact. I got married at the same venue Carson Wentz got married at. No big deal. 
Where? Uh, it's called the Lake House Inn in Perkasie, Pennsylvania. And okay. my DJ did Jason Kelsey's wedding. So. Ooh, it's probably a killer DJ. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, he pissed me off at the beginning. He was trying to call it on rain. I was like, listen, buddy, we're going to wait 15 minutes. We're going to make it. <laughs> we're trying to do what? He was trying to get the, he was like, well, my equipment's going to get wet. And I'm like, we're going to wait 15 minutes. Then you're going to yeah. set up and I'll just take 15 minutes off my reception. I'm having the wedding outside. <laughs> Paid a lot yeah. of money for this. This is happening. Nice. I knew Wentz would have it in like, yeah, what? You know, back when. Perkasie, there. Pennsylvania? That's like where I grew up. My wife found it. I don't know. Sure. Is it one of those like rustic things? Like that's the new tradition. Yeah, I didn't really beautiful. start, I didn't really start going to weddings until I started dating my girlfriend and going as a date and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, but it's always in this, you know, the middle of friggin' nowhere we have to drive to and then stay at the accompanying hotel. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah. The economy nice hotel. Beautiful settings, but then it's also crazy to get there. Quick wedding tip. Thing. Be the, be the later of your friends rather than the first. Cause we were the first ones. Yeah. Now all we do is go to fucking wedding. So it's like, yeah. and after you've had yours, like nothing ever compares. So you're like, damn it. That's awesome. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. So get married later than earlier. It's a good tip for everybody. Yeah. Um, for all of those listening, you you, I'm pretty sure you're you're a big Jetro guy. I think you have that podcast, or you talk about Jetro a lot in your stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah, a favorite Jetro memory? That. Obviously, stuff goes down out over there. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. It's just like the concept of it. It's such yeah. a pain in the ass for me. Like my me, and my dad run the tailgate, and I'm spending the whole time, oh, okay. you know, talking to people like, "Oh, I'm here," dropping them yeah. a, a pen call like walking a half block to go meet them on the street and walking them back. And I do it. I kind of combined it when I started writing for Bleeding Green Nation last year. So I was like kind of, I don't say sponsored, but it was like, mm-hmm. this is the official Bleeding Green Nation tailgate. So now I have people I don't even know, you know, on the complete opposite side of the park lines to go walk and bring it back. So it's a thing where my dad and I put so much time and energy into it and it can be a gigantic pain in the ass, but then there's like five different 30 second periods where I'm not, I don't have to do anything. I'm just standing there yeah. and sipping a beer and like Bruce Springsteen or Tom Petty's on. And I'm just like, what the fuck else would I be doing? So it's more just stuff like that rather than one concrete moment. It's just those moments I can re- relax and actually just step back and be like, all of these people are, are hanging out ready for the Eagles because of my family. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's beautiful. It's definitely cool. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm part of the tailgate. Um, cool. And we do, uh, we're over in the link, the, the RVs with the link, with, the, with Jesse yeah. Amoroso, the guy who owns Amoroso Bakery. Oh, um, nice. So we're, we're doing that, and they literally show up, and I don't think they enjoy it at all. They start making bacon, egg, and cheese right away, and then it's into this, this like gourmet launch. Yeah. We're there at 7 a.m. to set up. You're right. Like, it's the setup part it's, is great. A, yeah, no one wants to come to set up. Everyone wants to yeah. come to the party, right? The setup part is great because it's just like the core group of guys who go on the bus every week, and you get there, and you're like, all right, let's get this set up. But yeah. it's like an hour and a half before game time. I don't know half the people that are inside the tent yeah. at this point. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. And, but it becomes a lot of fun. And I usually bail at like noon because I like – I'm, I'm, I'm a big sucker for the national anthem. Yeah. And I always – I've got to be there for intros and everything. Oh, yeah. I need it my, all. They're all doing stuff that people have my ticket group with. And it's at – it's like 11.45. I'm like, got to start breaking things down. Got to start breaking things down. I'm like, yeah. doing like, come on, everyone. Come on. Like, trying to be the first one to walk in. Well, it's uh, funny. The guy who drives us doesn't go in. So, like, we just bail. And this guy... Oh, that's that's, that's even easier, yeah. And we just come back, and we're just ready to leave. He just drives our drunk asses home. It's hilarious. Yeah, I need, I need a guy like that. I need, yeah, I think everyone well, needs a guy like that. You're welcome. 
Need a fall guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you got a lot going on on game day, but you're always welcome. No, uh, I'll definitely have to stop by this year. I do yeah. want to make a point. Uh, E-Rock came to my Italian last year. I yeah, we're right been, by E-Rock. Yeah, I haven't been to his, though, and I feel bad. He didn't meet up last year. Yeah. Back, so I'll have to return the favor at some point this year. Probably try to double up with you guys. Yeah, we got to get Kyle out to the tailgates. I feel like he's anti-tailgate. I'm not anti-tailgate. I just. <laughs> Are you living in Philly now? Why would I be no, anti-tailgate? Yeah. No, I live in South Jersey, so it's okay. Yeah, the area. I live at six a.m. Yeah, okay, so. yeah. And Kyle, where do you live? I was in Fairmount. I'm back in the suburbs right now, but okay. I plan on getting back out to Fairmount real soon. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's everything for me, Gary. You got anything? Yeah, would you take uh, Jadon Clowney on the Eagles? Yeah, I've wrote about this in my newsletter on the week. That's why you should definitely subscribe. Will the do. thing is, you know, I think the, the natural apprehension is, oh, he hit Wentz. Yeah. And I get that. And it's another thing where I don't feel like they, give, they haven't given Wentz the greatest, uh, you know, show of confidence all season. It's like, well, how can you do that to him after you got Jalen Hurts and everything? I'm like, at the end of the day, that guy should want to win. And Jadon Clowney would be – you know, I love Brandon Graham, but at his age, would yeah. probably be their best defensive end. Absolutely. And, and you're, if you're a 27 year old franchise quarterback, you have to put some of the bullshit aside and say, "Hey, this is my team. It's not my team if he's here. I want to win." That happened before. Let's go. And you, first day in the locker room, he says, "Hey, man, no hard feelings. Let's go and win this friggin' thing." And yeah. That's right. it. You pull a longest yard and hit him in the nuts like the first practice or something like yeah. that. Like, hey, it's out of the way now. Um, where where are you with just wet like? A lot is putting into this. I think it's a lot of people overanalyzing it. Where are you at with Carson Wentz's, like, psyche? Like, do you think I, – I think he's extremely mentally strong. I think he's had to deal with a lot in his short career. Sure. And I, I think last year was legitimately a fluky injury. I think – I think I said to Kyle this week, I think we're going to get to 2017 Wentz this year, a very motivated, wanting-to-win guy, which scares me a little bit because when he's very motivated, he puts himself in dangerous positions, but – yeah, I, I I don't know. I think it's because I'm, I fully said I'm in love with him, but I I think we have something very special in him, and we just got to harness it for a few years, and we'll get a couple of these. Yeah, I think he is quite mentally strong. But at the same time, it's impossible to not have been affected. Yeah, by absolutely. all the things. It's impossible. People say like, oh well, like he should just not care about it. I was like, how can you not care? There's, that there's your still backup debating. has a has a statue outside yeah. of the stadium. He hasn't yeah. been here in two years, and people there's, still talk about him. Maybe. They're spending an entire day on WIP next Thursday doing Wentz Foles. Yeah, like they, that's still a thing. We're still talking about that. Yeah, he has to know that he's not escaping that. And right, still he's Forever. the guy winning the Super Bowl trophy. It's right, like he's winning the Super Bowl MVP trophy, not just the Super Bowl trophy because he guess technically he held it up a couple of years ago. Until he wins he's that Super Bowl MVP, it's going to be a thing forever, and he has to know that. And if He's on board with it, and I love the leadership he showed down the stretch last year with his, you know, shit-ass GameStop worker yeah. wide receiver group. And for the season end like that, it sucked because it's not an injury-prone thing. He didn't blow out his knee again. It's not right. the back. He got a cheap hit. Mm-hmm. I just said I want that guy on the team, but – Yeah, I mean, it was 100% a questionable hit. just random. It's, it's not a thing with this year where you're saying he needs to come back motivated, and I think he's done the last couple of years come back motivated. Yeah. But it's different when he's come back motivated off of a severe uh, – tangible injury where right. he's, he's come back from the knee. Okay. Well, he's still a little nervous planning. He's not as mo- he's scared of moving around. That's something. Oh, he's scared of the back. Maybe he doesn't want to get hit as much. He's going to do different stuff. The concussion, I feel like is a little different. Obviously yeah. that's the most important thing in your body is your brain, but I don't think it necessarily one. affects you. This you only get one. I don't think that necessarily 
at least from my perspective, will affect your play style as much as, yeah. you know, an ACL tear or, you know, broken parts in his back, whatever the hell that was. I'm not, yeah. not a medical guy. L4, L5, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I just say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Something like that. I, yeah. I just know it's part of the spine. But I'm yeah. good to, we can commiserate together if this thing goes south. So at least I have a partner in this. At least we have Jalen Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. Don't remind me. My, thing is, my thing is, I'm so scared that I think he's so good is that I'm going to hate him if he has to come in. And I play know. Really well. oh, like, I, obviously, I want them to win, but I kind of also want them to win in spite of him. Yeah, so not to hear about. Yes. Oh well, they yeah. should keep him in there. So I want it to be one of those things where they win two Super Bowls while he's on his rookie contract, and how he comes out, he's like, "Yeah, how's that that backup quarterback cap hit look now?" Like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I want I want Howie to dance on those people's graves. I never want Jalen to play as an Eagle. I want him to have a very successful career. I want him to do a couple bullshit plays. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I don't want him to be full takes on Hillary out there too much. Yeah. But, you know, throw him out there a player to a game, and, you know, eventually he does, like, the double wide receiver pass in the playoffs or something, and then that's the dream. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say you verbally committed to being, if I'm going to commiserate about Wentz, you're my guy for that. So Uh, I'm in. All right, (laughs) deal. Awesome. Um, That's everything I got, Gare. I'm all good. Awesome. So, listen, read Seamus on Bleeding Green Nation and subscribe to his Patreon. Patreon.com slash Seamus underscore Clancy. It's only $2 a month. It's 50 for the year, am I right? It'd be $24 for the year. $24 for the year. And isn't there another... Oh, that's that's like a joke, too, where I said if you pay $50... I'll come and have lunch with you and pay for it. Right? Oh, well, guess what? Me and Gary now know how to get you in person. So, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, to meet up. Yeah. So awesome. This whole pandemic's over. The fifty dollars a month. Yeah. Comes yeah. No one's really doing it right now because, and I'm just gonna blame it on the pandemic, not to because no one wants to give me fifty dollars. Someone did do it once when it first started. It was just he wasn't weird or anything. He was a nice guy. He was actually a college roommate of someone I was pretty good friends with. He just said he was really interested. He works for some digital marketing agency. He's just interested in the idea of kind of journalism and different startups and just had like a very weirdly intellectual thorough talk at lunch and he was just like yeah i'm just gonna do it for the one month and i'll turn it to two dollars it's like well thanks for the dollar we just had two good cheesesteaks let's yeah. go on our way you got you got to go to a you got to go to Scanichios with us we'll pay we'll pay and you got to go to Scanichios. so this is the move before if the season is happening and the quarantine is over that friday night before week one I'll bring the wine. We all go to Scanichios. We all go to Scanichios. I'm in. So, like, fingers, whatever. That, that, whatever. Scout's honor. I don't yep. know. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Gang that's, signs. Uh, gang signs. <laughs> <laughs> that's Seamus Clancy, patreon.com slash Seamus underscore Clancy. Go subscribe to that. Seamus, thanks, buddy. Thanks yeah, for having me on, guys. It was awesome. It was awesome. awesome. Have a good one. All right. Let's get into the gang play to Sporkle. Uh, PJ, it's your time to shine. Take it away. Okay, uh, so right now... Do you want to say the records? Keeping track at home. <laughs> Man, if anyone's keeping track at home, I know Gary is. Um, Gary is 3-0 and against Kyle. Is it 3-0? Yeah, yeah but Jesus, in God. usual sports... Is it? It's, yeah, it's 3-0. Oh, yeah. I guess Gary didn't know. Yeah. But, Kyle, it's not a sweep yet because, you know, in all major sports, except baseball and the divisional round for whatever reason, it's a best of seven. It is. So there's only been one team to ever come back. Actually, two teams to ever come back from a 3-0 deficit that I can name on top head. It's the Red Sox in 2004 and the Flyers against the Bruins in 2010. Yeah. 2008. 
2010. 2010. Yep. 2010. Happy 10th anniversary. It's not over for you, Kyle. It's really not. I mean, if we're doing like basketball picks for the next like four segments, it's definitely not over. But I'm actually, I don't know what you're what you're going to give us. So. So this week is not basketball. I think I've touched on. You've never done basketball. Yeah, I've touched on every sport except basketball. You're handicapping me. We didn't do hockey. Yeah, well, well the, we're doing the real sports. Combined and everything. But this week is, here's the title. There are seven ways to get on first base. Ah, oh, we... All right. Oh, fuck. There are seven ways. Some people have more than seven ways. I've read an article that had nine ways, but uh, some of them are combined to me. So there are seven ways to get on first base. I have all seven written on my notepad right here. Um, I believe Gary went first last time. Hold on a sec. Like, it's not like single, double, home run, triple. Like, that's not one of the se- – that's not four of the seven. I can't spoil anything, but, like, a home run would not – any way you can end up on first base. Can't end up on second, can't end up on third, and you can't. So a home run would no. Any way you can end on first base. All right. So, Kyle. Give us 10 seconds. 10 seconds. I will ring the bell. As for everyone that knows the game, if you get the question wrong, you have 10 seconds aside. If you get the answer wrong, I will ring the bell. If you decide not to answer, you will get a strike. Three strikes, you're out. And the other person will automatically win. If you get it right, I will obviously just let you know to get it right. As I said, there are seven possible answers, which means one of you should win this game or will win this game. So, Kyle, it's been 10 seconds. Do you know a way to get on first base? I do. A hit. A walk. So a single, yes, is one way to get on first base. Are we we going over all? Oh, my God. Whatever. A single. Gary, right away, goes walk, and that is another way to get on first base. Kyle, do you have an answer? Um, Drop third strike. Yes, a drop third strike is one of the seven ways to get on first base. Gary, do you have a rebuttal? Uh, An error. Yes, an error is my fourth way, but any way you can look at it is another way to get on first base. There are three ways left. Kyle, this is where it gets tight. Hit by pitch. Hit by pitch is one of them. There are two ways left, Gary. Fielder's choice. (laughs) Fielder's choice is correct. So, Kyle. (laughs) Let's go. Catcher's interference. And the catcher's interference is correct. Bingo, bango, wow. baby. A perfect, a, a perfect, a perfect game by four both of you. Seems like Gary just got the lower end. Uh oh. Yeah, that's an astrodome. Uh oh. Don't let Kyle get hot. Wait, but how does that work? I was basically the away team. So I don't, get a, I don't t- get a chance to win. Tie goes to the runner. Name the first pick in the 1986 NBA draft. I'll give it to you. 1986. Same year Jordan got drafted. There's a documentary on this. Come on. Yeah, I don't watch that shit. Hakeem the Dream Dream Elijah one. I'll give you the second pick. Oh, I know. Oh, it was the bust guy. I know that. It was the guy who was a bust. Yeah, yeah, the bust guy. Jerry Bust. Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. Kentucky Uh, Wildcat. Wait, do something like from like 2006 on? No, because I know, I know, I know uh, Jason's game in the system, but you're just mad that you got beat at your own game. Baseball is like my, my third favorite sport, dude. Oh, I mean, listen, that, it was just this week. 
I, I do. I knew catcher's interference, or what you should have said is defensive interference. Because Ooh, don't play there semantics. is fielder's interference, but catcher's interfer- interference is the same. That's why they had Yeah, nine. don't play semantics right now. Was I thought when he said, because I had eight written down, because there oh. is a distinction between catcher's yeah. interference and There's also interference. You're probably the same guy that tells the teacher to give homework on Fridays when they're all leaving class, too. All right, Gary, you'll, you'll get him next week. It's 3-1. You, I mean, I, I, I'm i going to go ahead and say that's under protest because you, there's an odd amount of... Well, like, go back to the, go back to the princess ones then when Princess whatever Elsa wasn't even on there or, or her sister who was a princess. I don't know. You know that stuff. Yeah, but I still I still rattled off a ton of right answers. I know. I'm just saying. We can put that we one under protest. went over protest. Princess Anna and Elsa because they're, they're queens and... No, but no, Elsa's a princess. No, no, we looked this up. You want to get no, this no, drip no, and drop? Anna, no, Anna is a princess. Uh, Oscar, I'll send you a there, but we, they we got They say Princess Anna in the movie. Kyle was right. I will argue for that. If you just Thank reciprocate you. saying, yeah, you lost because of math. Uh, you know what? Sometimes you lost because of math and signs. Yeah, uh, let's get into drip or drown. Um, who started last week? I did. All right, Gare. You, uh, do your, uh, you do your drip? We do drip first? Drip. Drip, then drown. I got you. Yeah. So my drip is Philadelphia Rock Radio. Ooh, it's Ooh. a big, it's a big week for Philadelphia Rock Radio. Starting Friday, we got the Philly 500 countdown of the best 500 rock songs of all time. Classic the, rock songs. One of the greatest of weekends in the world. It's the greatest week. Okay. End of radio possible. Where can they find it? Friday at 3 o'clock until around Monday at 6.15 when number one comes back. Be ready to call in to win your $500 with the number one song. It should be Andre Gardner on the call, but we never know. But greatest week of weekend of Philadelphia Rock Radio ever. Have they started the the voting yet? Oh, yeah. I already voted. Um, And then were you a big radio caller guy to go win stuff? No, never was. I never was either, but I know people that yeah. would like I know people that would like do the top ten songs on like Q one oh two and like call in and, and, and put them in, which is kinda of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll vote for Philly five hundred because I have my own opinion, so I want Yeah. I mean if it's 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 crowdsourced, I want my opinion out there. Who was it last year, number one? Uh the Who, Who Are You, which is <laughs> a bogus pick. <laughs> that's not even I wouldn't even have that in the top ten. Like maybe out right outside of it, but that's not a top. That's not the number one song of all time. It's craziness. Jace, do you have a do you have a classic rock favorite? Not the top. Yeah, I don't feel like that's your cup of tea. Beatles are good. Yeah, there you go. That's a good. It's a good safe pick. Beatles are good. Yeah, they (laughs) were number one a few years ago. Day in the Life was number one a few years ago. Oh really? Oh yeah, that's their best song. Don't even argue with me. Name a better song than that. How's that going? One acceptable answer. Is that like Hey Jude? Thank you, PJ. That would be the other song that would end in the top ten. Wait, how? My brother sang Hey Jude in the town jail when I was in third grade. He was in fifth. What's Day in the Life? How's that go? Sing it for us. Uh, hold on. I gotta think about it. It's one of those ones that you don't listen to often. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm think. I always think of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds when you ask me to sing it. Uh, but it's the one where like they're talking about it, and then like this crazy noise will happen, and then it'll go away. Hmm. I really wish I could remember. I'll do. I'll, it'll come to me while I'm in the middle of drip or drop. So if I start singing in the middle of drip or drop, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, or sorry, drown. It's drown, not yeah. drop. I keep That's saying fine. drop for some reason. So my drown is filled up. Wait, wait, we're not doing. We're not doing drowns yet. Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. We, I, we were doing drip then drown. I thought we were all doing our drips and then we are all going to do our drowns. Yeah, uh, we talked about it last week, Kyle. Pay attention to the notes, All right, son. go ahead. 
right, so my drown is Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio. Okay, go ahead. It's a bad week. I'm a big 94-1 listener. They're you doing are? the they're fun, they're doing the once and for all week mm-hmm. where we're gonna talk about debates that happened years ago all week. No reason. I think <laughs> Monday's Donovan McNabb overrated, underrated. That Tuesday's is, like the process. That's the that's the and I think me and you talked about this. The only one worth listening to is the yes. McNabb one. The McNabb one is a good the is a process, good one to have. The process. Who gives a shit? It mm. worked. It didn't work. It didn't work. That's the truth. I think you can. Uh-huh. No, I think you can have a good conversation about the process, but it's going to be all Eskin, and he's just going to go railroad. And it's going to be yeah, spike. I don't, being, I don't yeah. care anymore. Like we're yeah. we're at a point where like they fucked it up by not trying to finish it, so they never let it end. We well, never know if the process every... worked. Uh, um, and then I think they're going into Wentz versus Foles, which is ridiculous. Carson Wentz is ten times better than Nick Foles will ever be. Just everyone get over it. We get it. He won the biggest game of all time, but Wentz is clearly the better quarterback. Um, there's uh, who's the most important player from the 2008 Phillies. That's a good one. I, I might I might listen to that. Sneaky, Brad Lidge. Brad Lidge. Sneaky. Very important. Ryan Matson. Very important. Yeah, but I, Brad. Lidge no, not as important. 52 but 52 and 52 and 52 for 52. I think. He Whoa! Was. Fun fact. Fun fact. Justin, uh-huh. no. So he was perfect with saves and all that. But he actually blew the All Star game that year. Who cares? That's Doesn't actually matter. funny, yeah. I actually think he threw like a hundred pitches in the bullpen that year because I, if I'm if I remember right, that um, that All Star game went to double Ooh, or to wait, extra. Could innings. you imagine if the Phillies lost that All Star game? I mean, they lost that World Series because they didn't have home field advantage because Brad Lidge blew the All Star game. That would have wow. been a wrinkle. That would have been cool. And then the last one's Joe Giglio versus Philadelphia on if Gabe Kapler is a good match. Joe Giglio, give up. He sucked. Is that funny, though? Because it's like, what Gabe Kapler do? Two seasons here, and he was one of the most, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Polarizing. Polarizing. There you go. Thank you. He's one of those polarizing figures. Which I don't think he was that polarizing of a figure. I think they just kind of hyped him up to be a polarizing Uh, figure. Chip Kelly was pretty polarizing. That's right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's one guy that, like, Kind of Chip ooh. Kelly had the love of Philadelphia and lost it so quickly. Yeah, so Chip quickly. Kelly was more polarizing than Gabe. I, the hype around Chip Kelly was, I was on the first game against the Redskins. Oh, I mean, come on. Was much more than Gabe. It's also football compared to baseball. But that's but. that's my drip. That's my drip. In, uh, well, or drip. So, I'm going to come up with a day in the life. So ask, so ask me. So uh, tell me this. Once once they talk about Foles, Wentz, they can't ever talk about it ever again because it's. I hope so. Well, I mean, they're going to put it to bed, so then they can start debating Wentz versus Hertz. <laughs> they're just going to, they're going to bury yeah. it. Just move on. Yeah. So Joe Gillio and that ESP can just die on the Jalen Hurts hill. <laughs> they're going to go to uh, the cemetery and bury the. Uh, I and bury the tape. wish somewhere in the contract of CBS Sports, in Joe Gillio's contract, it says you have to go to the city wherever Foles is playing in from now on, and be their six to ten guy. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. That would be hilarious. Be like, just go suck his dick in a different city if you can fit that whole thing in your mouth because we've heard it's huge. Yeah, Chicago living in Jacksonville. He, he, would, he would be on. He'd be like the Jeffersons moving on up in Chicago, I'll tell you that. Going from Jacksonville to Chicago. Yeah. Oakland. There's got to be no, no place like Philly to just talk radio, though. I feel like no one cares like Philly does for well, talk it's, radio. It's, it, if you ever needed a, a to take a bath from Twitter and cleanse yourself, might I suggest this week. Come yeah, back on I mean, I, I, it's going to be terrible. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably not going to listen very much because one, I don't care about the process thing. Like, it's so tired. I don't, I don't care anymore. It's 
the Windsor Falls, the answer's already clear. I might tune in Friday because I think Julio's going to be on for like 18 straight hours and people <laughs> yell at him. So that might be worth listening to. I um The thing that I don't like is, and this is just selfish, is that I, I can't even um, get content out of it because it's just been it's been hammered home so so much that it just kind of becomes nauseating and I can't really yeah, get... I don't know. I Spike Eskin's grassman straws. And I, I mean, that's not to be mean to Spike, but it's like I know there's nothing to talk about right now. But, I mean, we did just have, what, two UFC rounds this this week. We had Wednesday and Saturday. We uh, and Yeah, we, we had Wednesday. We had off, and we had a NASCAR race. Like, there's there's stuff to talk about. Like, we don't have to bring up tired stuff. We had golf today, baseball. We had Bryce Harper speak out. Um, we had a bunch and of we're stuff. And we're going to talk about we're gonna talk about Donovan McNabb on Monday. We had beaches really? reopening. Even if you want to take, if you want to put a take on that, do you want to think yeah, we really? flatten the curve? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, bad showing out at WIP this week. I will say it. Tough. It's a tough look. They don't need to do it. And MGK, their sister station, killing it. Killing. Oh, I'm sorry, MGK's a Beasley. St- this is Beasley. I was wrong. Was it Preston and Steve? Is theirs? No, Preston and Steve is also Beasley. Uh, okay. KYW is. Ah, okay, that's a great jingle. Um, before we get off topic, uh, Peach, do your right. drip. Um, not really a lot happened this week, so it was really hard to figure out what my drip or my drown would be. But I guess my drip, I'm not very proud of saying this. Mosquitoes. Okay. Like, they're beating me up, man. They're, like, on the fight right now, it's one nothing mosquitoes. They're just, oh. went outside for the first time, sat outside for a good five hours. Just, you know, it was a beautiful day out, and... Were you hanging out in I a swampland? No, I got. A, I have a backyard. I don't know. I was hanging out a lot outside too. I didn't get bit. Gary, uh, you were well, doing. I mean, I you were doing yard work. Would have been bug spray. Does bug spray work? Does anyone citronella. know? Citronella. Yeah, deep deep woods. Citronella candles. I'm I'm not convinced. First time I ever had bug work spray. Really well. Hey, let me tell you something. You know the best way to keep mosquitoes away from you if you're going to sit somewhere? Just Stay put inside. a fan on. No, just turn on a fan. If you turn a fan on and have it oscillate back and forth at its highest power, highest power, you can talk over it outside. Mosquitoes will stay away because they can't they can't fly through the speed of the wind. Hmm. My exterminator friend told me that, and it does work. How's that never been like said because before? Because people are like, oh, put a bunch of pennies in a Ziploc bag and hang it up. Like, oh, is that one thinks they have? I've never heard of that. That's one of those things. Oh well. Also, um, can we talk about like bugs in the summer? Bug zapper. Come on. It's really cool. There's, there's nothing like sitting outside and just listening. Yeah. And every once in a while, you get a fucking moth. It's like. <laughs> this one's a little different. Um, I worked in a lot of restaurants growing up. Um, bug zappers in the kitchen. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You ever seen? I was in Tiger King. You ever seen the fly strip? The thing that hangs from the ceiling and the flies get stuck on it. That's gross. You have them too. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, are necessary they, precautions. Let me let me tell you something. If you're a boater down the shore and you're on the on the lagoons or on the bays. You're going to need those because the greenheads. The greenheads in Brigantine, New Jersey are the worst species of insect ever. It hurts so bad when they bite you. Mm -hmm. Why does it hurt so bad? They suck blood out of you. I know, but it hurts way worse than anything else. I think I'd rather get stung by a bee once a month for the rest of my life than ever have to deal with greenheads again. I don't know about that. I've never been. What's a greenhead? They're literally what they sell. They're like a fly with like a green head, and they just attach to you. you and it hurts. They're and very. Like, you don't. You get like a mosquito bite, but it's like the size of a nickel. It's yeah. Huge. They're like the. They're like who's who did Tom Cruise play in Mission Impossible? What was his 
character's name. Well, he's a, they're like the Mission think. Impossible flies. Like they're like they'll come out of nowhere. They're like Tom Clancy. Uh, oh. it's, they're a big land breeze. If there's a land breeze, mesquite, uh, land breeze equals greenheads. Sea breeze, no greenheads. And I don't think I don't think uh, uh, spray works on them. I'm convinced. No. Oh, you know what does work on them though? And this is a good flame tip flowers. If you ever be a, be a boating guy. Just put a long sleeve shirt on. Long sleeve shirt. Oh, no, pair of pants. Hot. But bug yeah. spray is definitely, I think, on my list of things that are a scam. Mm-mm. With like chapstick. Oh, you know what actually works? These chapstick. Right here. Yeah, you know, chapstick's a scam. Chapstick's not a scam. It, Kyle. The Stop. things that. They, the ingredients in chapstick make your lips more chaps. So you put more chapstick on. Okay, well, you then have the chappiest lips ever. No, Stop licking great. your lips. I don't have the chappiest lips because I lick my lips naturally, and I, I don't ever use chapstick. So you're I, not a Vaseline guy, though? No, the Vaseline on the lips, lips are lot. never Maybe you have just Vaseline antibodies in your uh, in your body. Let me tell you something. Though, like, if a mosquito bites you, right, are we not concerned if it bites someone else, if they have corona and it bites someone else and they give that person corona? I'd be more concerned about the AIDS. Yeah, well, both. Can they transfer the AIDS? Magic Johnson. He's got both of them. Actually, PJ, for your bug issues, 99 cents, you can get them at a Walmart or a Lowe's. These little bands here, you just put them around your wrist. I, it works pretty well. And what, you, you look you look fashionably? You look no, fashionable while you get bit? They're called, they're called bug bands. There's yeah, a little ask me if my keys are on there. <laughs> yeah, there's right? A little, there's, a, there's a scent in them that keeps them away. I wore it all weekend doing yard work. You look like a single bite on me. You look like every guy that was at a rave in the 90s that would like have sorry, his like, glow like, sticks on there. Sorry, I like to live strong, guys. <laughs> all right, so my drown Thank you. of the week is uh, ESPN's basketball knowledge. Okay. So I read, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they came out with their all-time best players list. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get too much into it. I don't need to go, go on ahead. a rant. But it is just, it is god-awful. Go off, King. It is just god-awful. They had, like, and God rest Kobe soul, but they had, like, Kobe over Shaq. They had, like, Steph Curry over Kevin Durant. Wait, would you they not have Kobe over Shaq? Yeah, would you have no, Shaq ahead of Kobe? Is, Shaq is ten times better than Kobe. Um, I think you're gonna no. uh, you're you're losing me on I, that one. I was bored, but just the fact, like I was just bored one day. Shaq shot fit over fifty percent in twenty three out of his twenty five finals games. The two times were when he was with the Heat. So I don't like, think anyone's debating that he he he's led the most dominant athlete ever. He led those he's those three. <laughs> he led those three he's Lakers the most dominant teams. Athlete ever. He couldn't. He couldn't. It's a ten part documentary series. <laughs> I understand that, but like the most dominant NBA, he couldn't be stopped. The Shaq, the Shaq ten part documentary is going to be like for the fact that he didn't. Look, they had Giannis when playing against Jordan. They had Giannis at twenty seven already. When like he hasn't made it to the NBA Finals, is why had two good years out of eight, or I would say three good years out of eight. They had Allen Iverson. All right, so it's so it's like music. It's all subjective. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like – It's bad. It's just, no, you, know, it's just bad. you do the classic basketball thing. Oh, you know what? It doesn't count. They're comparing errors. Comparing uh, errors. Bill Russell at four. Errors. Yeah, they Bill they Russell. They Russell at four. four. Okay. Doesn't Bill Russell win like 11 championships though? You he know, did. Teams like in a row. Like 10. I know, but it's like still. Like, that's, they weren't dribbling awesome. with their left hand. <laughs> Bob okay. Cousy was like the greatest thing. They were, Bob Cousy could dribble like with two hands and they thought he was a witch and was going to burn him well, at the stake. See, can I see if I can guess the top four? Because I didn't look at the list. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, Jordan, Bill Russell's four. Jordan LeBron mm-hmm. is one and two, right? Yeah. So I have to come up with a three. Don't think too hard. You know it. Yeah, you know it. 
It's not Kobe. We already established Kobe. No, Kobe was nine on there. Oh, Kobe was nine. Kobe was yeah. nine. Shaq was ten. Who's so the Kareem? They wouldn't have like Jerry West or something, would they? Was it Kareem? Uh, it was Kareem. Kareem. Uh, so who's so? so uh, Garrett, you can come up with yours if you want. We'll we'll take it with a grain of salt. Um, who's your top five, Jace? Ever? So LeBron, Jordan, LeBron Kareem. first. Yeah, LeBron, typical millennial pick. And then you can always debate. Four, five, and six is hard. You can put Shaq or Magic. Just give me your top five. You said LeBron, Jordan. LeBron, Jordan, Kareem are my top three. That's the three. You, how awesome was it watching Kareem back in the day? Kareem, I mean, most unstoppable move of all time. <laughs> what, the fucking skyhook? So wait, what was Okay, you know what? You ever heard of James Harden? You see his, his step-back twos? His, his, his two step backs that he uses, that's a, a walk but not a walk, maybe the most unstoppable move. We've been over this. Comparing errors is the most impossible <laughs> thing to know. It really here's my, is. Here's my top five. Ready? Jordan, LeBron, Bill Lambier, okay. Rip Hamilton. Okay. Uh, Rip Hamilton was good. Yeah, and, top five. Uh, Chauncey Billups. Okay. Big shot. Oh, you're a big <laughs> just, Pistons guy. You just love Pistons. Uh, yeah, I'm a Pistons fan. Now. Rasheed Wallace, six. Ben yeah, Wallace, ben seven. Wallace. Oh, I, I, let, I, I had a hard time at, at five because I really wanted to put Matt Geiger on there, too. Uh, Rasheed Wallace went to school in Philly. Simon Gratz. Extra. Aaron McKee, sixth man of the year. Rip Hamilton's from Coatesville. Um, Let's go. So. Ben Wallace. Peach, who was your four and five? Because I, I, I stopped you at Kareem because it was just either, such an absurd. Either Shaq, Shaq and Magic, or Magic and Shaq. Okay. So My top five are Jordan, LeBron, I would put Kareem third, too. I just like to give you shit. Um, and then four and five, you just fucking make whoever you want four and five. Magic, I guess, and uh, and Steph Curry, number five. Oh. Well, no, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. It's not Steph Curry. I, I don't know. I, I All I know is, is I, I stop at two. I don't have Curry over Thompson. I mean, come on. Um, Who does? I don't have Curry under Andre Iguodala. Curry doesn't have as much finals MVPs as Iguodala has. Ah, uh, it's Curry. true. <laughs> True. Yeah, where does Durant sit in all this stuff? Is Durant a top five warrior ever? Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> Baron Davis rolling over in his most, grave. Monte Ellis. Oh, yeah. Jason most, Richardson. Most unhistoric franchise that became historic. Yeah. Um, did we do your drown yet, Peach? Yes, the drown was ESPN's basketball ESPN knowledge. Penn. Okay. Because they have not. Cool. My drip is uh, super duper missiles. I don't know if you saw this. Um, not to get political, but we're, we're Trump's bringing in super duper missiles. They can they can go faster than seventeen times uh, spaceships. Um, so I don't know if you're if you're any enemy states. I think we're at war with Russia, the Middle East, North Korea. Probably should be shaking in your boots a little bit because I'm thinking like one super duper missile has to equal like five hundred nukes. Nah. Yeah. Could what you imagine Space Force? Could you ma- that's that's right. who's doing it. Space Force is making it. So you know obviously Space Force is huge. Space Force is big big deal. <laughs> big deal, you know. I mean um, one day that might come in handy. So listen, would you rather get shot by like an N ninety six nuclear weapon or a super duper missile? Uh the super duper missile. Yeah, it's scarier. No, I I, I would know. take the super duper missile hitting my town rather than the nuclear weapon. I don't think you understand the Sanctity of the super I mean, either missile. one you would. No, I mean, the nuclear weapon is you're dealing with years and years and years of fallout. What so do you think I'm the super duper missile is going to do? Well, then fine. Yeah. I'm just going to wait 10 years and come up with a super duper nuclear missile. And I've just. I'm pretty sure there's a nuclear version of this missile. No, that makes no sense. It's super duper. No, if you have a ma- weapon of mass destruction and turn. Ooh. Oh. Is a super duper missile a weapon of mass destruction? 
<laughs> it would probably destroy a lot of mass. I I know, but I, usually it means chemical or biological or nuclear weapon. It's definitely nuclear. I don't think it's nuclear. I got to do more research on it, but I'm pretty sure the yeah. Super Duper missile. I think you just heard him say Super Duper. You're like, oh, he's making the best missile ever. <laughs> I, I fell in love with it. Kyle was intrigued by. Yeah, Kyle. He, <laughs> I also learned that Kyle loves alliteration and rhyming. I do. So if someone came up with the, the big, bad bullet, like Kyle would be like, oh, that's the worst bullet you could ever get hit with. I'm a or simple... I'm a simple-minded like, boy. If you if you yeah. read some of my blogs, I do a lot of alliteration. Like, I, like the Smarty Jones thing, I wanted to put the Smarty Party up as my joke and then actually say, like, the Smarty Jones story so people actually clicked on it. He's like, no, just do Smarty Party because it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but it's like, no one knows what the Smarty Party is. It's a picture of a fucking horse that says Smarty Party. I was looking back on that. We would have sold so many Smarty shirts back in oh, 2004. Oh, the Smarty Party was an all-time T-shirt. I, I think we should put it out now. Yeah. R.I.P. He's not dead. I know. He's still just fucking. Um, my drown is, uh, you guys might have seen this, uh, the Sperminator. Don't know what that is. So there's, this, right. so there's this guy. Um, he calls himself the Sperminator, and he's he's got 64 kids and uh, a bunch of different baby mamas, but he's he, basically he's just a sperm donor. But, they made a movie about that. Yeah, I wonder if that's that's that they based off the guy, but I know Vince Vaughn played that movie. Um, well, I noticed both of Kyle's are like trying to get a little political on us. And I don't know how I feel about that. But the Sperminator political. Oh, I mean, like you're going to start yeah, bringing up like Gary, the duality of man and being like, oh, like should a sperm donor have to like be responsible for the kids? No, no. But, oh, I see what you're doing, Kyle. You're trying to make this controversial, and I don't like it. But this is drown. This is a drown because he's he. he He's an idiot. I think you're trying to catch. I think you're trying to get. Uh, a okay, I think friend. what he's trying to say is like Kyle. I think he's asking us permission. Kyle, do you want it? Like you can become a sperm donor. <laughs> do do? I don't want to be he a sperm donor. So it's like he's. But this guy doesn't charge for his sperm, and he's got. He's getting nice. sued. Oh, well, that's crazy. <laughs> so basically, sixty-four kids. I mean, sixty-four hundred dollars up that. Exactly right. He's getting sued by kid. nine of his baby mamas have sued him. So he's paying half his half his paycheck goes so to, the, to Is the, this guy not giving his sperm to a sperm bank? He's just being like, I will fuck you. Sometimes he's giving it to people in a sperm bank. He's given his sperm to people at barbecues before in a red solo cup. He's given it to him at casinos. He's given them to at um, other places, but he's also done the sperm bank route as well. I think so this guy just loves porn. This, so he's got better like, swimmers than Michael Phelps. Yeah, they said he's got an insane amount of like uh, testosterone or not testosterone. Um, I think testosterone. Sure. Um, I don't think testosterone has anything to do with baby making. But like his his uh, his lawyer is basically telling him to like stop, and like he'll have sex with the people too to, to baby stop make. jerking off. Yeah. No, but he'll have sex with them too. Is he is he one of those guys that like doesn't have good cell phone reception or like doesn't have the internet? I don't know. But he's a, he's a teacher. A blanket like the rest of us. He's a teacher. He's a math teacher at at SUNY C U N Y. Uh, those SUNY schools are they're different. SUNY Oneonta, maybe? I don't know. Whatever C-U-N-Y is of the SUNY or the Coonies. I think he's a Cooney. No, actually. there's like, there's multiple of them. Yeah, he's no, a Coonie. He's saying SUNY. Yeah, like a college. Yeah, but SUNY is the State University of New York. Yeah, I think it's Cooney. K C U N. Okay. Well, you're saying SUNY. College now, University like, of New York. Confusing thing. Well, he's got a lot of kids. Good for him. No, I don't think so. He's getting sued by nine baby moms and gives half his half his salary to them every year. Half his teacher salary. Yeah, it's a teacher salary too. It's a college, but still. You better have tenure. I got one more drown. Oh, double drown. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie. 
No. Oh, Gary. Gary has no idea. Gary I know. He, plays I number, he used to wear number eight or like 24 or something. And he changed it after Kobe. That's died. exactly. Know. Yep. That's exactly what I was talking he about. He also kills the Sixers. He just drills 30. He just drills exactly. 30 the Sixers. Uh, that's why he's my drown. Because he changed his number? Yeah. Two months also, ago. Also, I have a question for you. <laughs> you don't know the I mean, story, do you? I, what? You don't know the story about Spencer Dimwitty, do you? Uh, fuck that guy. Hold on, hold on. I want to let me let me finish my drown. Let me finish my drown. I have a number question though. I understand. So he Mariano Rivera is a racist. All right, relax. Jesus Christ. Just saying, he wouldn't change his number for Jackie Robinson. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> I said that multiple times when I was in Cooperstown last time last year. A lot of people didn't like it. <laughs> A lot of Yankee fans, but who the fuck do you like? I'm like, the Mets, buddy. A real team. So Spencer Dinwiddie, um, he put out a tweet and a GoFundMe for $24.6 million. Okay. Um, if, they, if people raise that, he will sign with their team on a one-year deal on his 2021 free agency, but he wants to um, he wants to get that. He said he's leaving the Nets. All right, relax. He wants to get that and put it into Bitcoin. So right now, he's only raised $980 in three days. You know what's pretty interesting about the number 24? <laughs> Go ahead. You flip it backwards, it's 42, and it brings us right back to racist Mariano Rivera, who refuses to change his number after they after they retired it in memory of the man to break the color barrier. I know what you did, Mariano Rivera. You think you're bigger than race. One day, if we get... The Sandman on the pod, which is a what a weird nickname, but you can ask him about it. The, I will ask him about the, it. Uh, hey, do you hate prog- like progress? A Panamanian guy coming into a Metallica song is is weird. Like, there's no chance Metallica was down in Panama um, with Mariana growing up. No chance he listens to Metallica. I don't think they're really huh? skewing in the uh, in the Panamanian demographic. Well, we all know one thing. Hates Jackie Robinson. <laughs> it's a bold claim, but sure. Is it bold? I mean, it's never been refuted. Exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's the podcast. That's the podcast right there. Um, if you like what you hear, obviously, uh, rate, like, subscribe. We really, really appreciate it. Um, hope you're staying safe out there. And yes, yeah, so a rate, like, subscribe. Find us on thewaterboys.com, um, the Waterboys or Waterboys, wherever you can get social media, and uh, go birds. Go birds.